Where other men blindly follow the solo film. Remember. Nothing is canon. Where other men are limited by budget or fandoms. Remember. Everything is permitted. We work in the dark to serve the sequel or prequel. We are equalizers. I dreamed a dream the other night. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's the Equalizers. Uh, well, no, Madison, this can't be correct. This is a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. Oh, okay. Let's pack it up then. Because if it's not correct, we should just leave, right? I know. During the hiatus, I talked to the boys in finance. We crunched some numbers. We looked at the big picture, the fiscal quarter. We projected our net gains. We're going back to weekly, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of the boys in finance, how's Greg doing? The divorce isn't going well. Oh, God. How's Chad doing? Chad, he's doing pretty good. Um, his divorce isn't going well either. What's, it's extra hard, you know, because you've never heard of a dog divorcing their owner before, but... It's also weird because Greg is Chad's dog, so they're, they're co-workers, yeah. and, and they are... There's that third level of, of awkward. Yeah, this is why you never have a workplace romance with your dog. It's rule number one. Exactly. <laughs> that is actually rule number one in the employee handbook here at Equalizers HQ. You can have a workplace relationship with your dog. When I was talking to them about coming back to Weekly, and I found out I did have to fire both Greg and Chad, so add that to the list of, of grievances of the, beyond their pet owner divorce. <laughs> Maybe this tragedy will bring them closer together and they'll repair their relationship. Oh, so be sure to check in every couple weeks, gang, to hear about how Greg and Chad's <laughs> animal divorce is going. That's what the equalizers are about, bringing people together through tragedy. <laughs> Sometimes this podcast is the tragedy. Yeah, it is. Okay. Speaking of Madison, welcome back. It's been one week since you looked at me. No, uh, it's been a while since we've actually sat down to record. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been a very long, very long while. It's been um, almost a year. <laughs> not not a year. It's been like seven months. So we are we're ready to go just in time. Just in time to get to. Hot off the presses, Michael Fassbender's 2015 classic, Assassin's Creed. Question, Mike. Do, were you a fan of these games? Have you ever played them before? I've played most of Assassin's Creed 2. I played neither of the follow-up games, Assassin's Creed with Ezio. Uh, but I did play the first one almost all the way through. And then I played Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, the game was fun. I did not care for Connor at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're about the same boat of... Um experience because i played one through three and was actually a big fan of the games like i'm a big like mm -hmm. i love games where it's like a collect-a-thon and you have to find all this crap and like you're exploring like a sandbox world everything i love i love games like that um i really like the story until the end of three um and because um spoiler desmond desmond isn't part of it anymore like i don't like i didn't like where they were going but what i was really mad about is that I really love the ship combat, but I didn't want to play Black Flag because I'm like, I don't like where this story is going. The thing about Assassin's Creed 3 that made me the most angry was 
the whole movie you're trying to kill Charles Lee, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, he's one of the main bad guys. And you hate him the most. He is the one that you hate the most. And you spend the last, like, ten minutes chasing him. And then there's the very last cutscene. You catch him at a bar. Like, you walk in. He looks at you and just kind of shrugs like, eh, you got me. And then you sit down. He offers you the bottle and you shank him. And that's it. That's the end of the game. I also hated the ship combat. Um, I don't mind it as much in Black Flag. I have played Black Flag. Um, not all the way through. I don't mind it as much there. My problem with the ship combat was the... If you're dodging, you can't see where you're going. You can't go out of the battle area or it's over and you have to start over. And there's too many ships to fight. Like They need one less thing. Either no borders on the fight, less ships, or I can see where I'm going while I'm ducking. Like... They needed one less thing for me for ship combat there. Yeah, I liked I liked the ship combat in uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Um, and I was really excited for Black Flag. Um, but I just kind of wanted to play a game of just that. That was kind of my my thing. Is like I could play a whole game that's just ship combat based. Well, this has been Madison and Mike's video game rant. Um, uh, so I actually have a gift for you, uh, Madison. Ooh. And over the hiatus, I went to some flea markets down in Hollywood Town, and I found you something. I know that sometimes we'll get to about the middle of a pitch and we'll start to lose steam, or or we're not really feeling the idea. So um, I was at a flea market, and I found um, basically a robot that'll help us out. And whenever we need to call it, it does have its own kind of summoning thing. I did send you a box if you open it now. Oh, okay. Let me open the box. <sighs> <sighs> Madison, I've told you a hundred times, you cannot call jerking off opening the box. Okay, sorry. You know, you just gotta, I'm letting it loose, you know? You open the box. <laughs> As you'll see, this is the green Power Rangers dagger from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. What most people don't know is that it does actually work as a flute, and it will summon okay. the Dragon Zord. Uh, so, is that wall behind you load-bearing? There's a bunch of paintings on the other side of it, but I'm not too worried about it. Okay, go ahead and give the uh, go ahead and give the dagger a a quick little tootle. Uh, now I will tell you uh, this is used. Uh, it was owned by a celebrity. I'm not sure exactly which one, but we'll see if we can figure it out together. Uh, the Dragon Sword basically going to serve as our Hollywood bot. Uh, it's going to have some tidbits. It's going to have ideas from you know it's years of service in Hollywood and also Japan because that was originally where Power Rangers came from. Uh, so it's going to be able to help us here. I feel like this Dragon Sword is going to really overshadow uh, Madison's math facts. I think it's ready. Greetings, Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. I think that might have been who owned it before. I mean, I bought it from a flea market, a black market flea market. Um, hello. Dragon Zord? Hello, Mila Kunis. I'm Madison Jones. Hello, Mila Jones. Close enough. How can I help you with Hollywood trivia or tidbits or movie plots? I have so many questions for you. Is Ashton cool? I don't like to say his name. Got it. A lot of animosity there. She could do much better. Yeah, I could I could see that. It's kind of fun, though, that, like, you know... I was always more of a Fez guy. That makes sense. You know, at the end of that 70s show, they end up together. Fez and Jackie. I've never finished the show. Oh, weird. It is kind of fun, though, that, like, they were on that show together, like, way back when, and then they ended up, they went through all their own relationships, and they came back together, and um, it's kind of cute, right? I don't understand cute. 
Okay. Well, I'm not going to explain the uh, concept of um, attraction or beauty to a, a robot. I do have some questions. Um, what can you tell me about Assassin's Creed, the 2006 Michael Fassbender film? Assassin's Creed was from 2015. It starred Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. It has no sequels. That is the most interesting information about the movie. Okay. Well, that's good for us. I mean, we equalize or resequalize stuff, right, Mike? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, I was just so enamored with the Dragon Sword. Yeah, I was a big Power Rangers fan. Yeah, yeah, you're you're starstruck. If that's the case, Mike, do you have any Power Rangers questions for the Dragon Sword? Yeah, what does Zordon smell like? Pine Sol. Is that what he's floating in? Yes. It's got to be really expensive. That's why the rest of the show looked like such shit. Because of the huge Pine Sol budget. Haim Saban spent all of the budget on Pine Sol for Zordon. <laughs> I had a question, Dragon Sword. Do you have anything else to say about Assassin's Creed? The budget for that film was $45. I don't think that's right. $45? Uh, which one of us is the Hollywood bot? I think you are. Who made the costumes for Assassin's Creed movie? <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't think that's right. He's a, clearly a musical. I don't. I'm sorry. Do, do you want to be the Hollywood bot, and I can talk about math or? Okay. Well, if you're gonna be really hostile, I'm gonna ask you to leave. I'm gonna blow the knife flute again, and then just yeah, fuck you, Dragon Bot, Dragon Sword. <laughs> Bye. Sorry, I went to the bathroom. What What's going on? That was a really great present you got me. Just a, a really condescending, um, very inaccurate. Did you, Did you question what they knew about Hollywood? Well, okay. So I understand like. The Hollywood knowledge isn't its first, like, function. Um, it was a more of a learned update, like, function. Uh, but, I mean, Dragon's Order is kind of a dick. Well, yeah, but I mean, it would be like if I came in and asked you questions about, like, Blue Man Group and then said, I don't think that's correct. Uh, that's a fair point. Maybe I should be more accepting and more cordial with a Hollywood bot next time. I know we've already talked a while uh, about Assassin's Creed and everything, but um, it's time to play uh, everyone's new favorite game. It's time to get wet with Madison's Liquids. I'm sorry, I'm unfamiliar with this bit. Mike, you you know this game. It's the exciting new bit where uh, you, just by asking yes or no questions, have to guess what liquid I'm drinking for this episode recording. And how many guesses do I get? I'll, I'll leave it at 20 since it's like 20 questions. 20 questions so you have to and next episode you're not going to change that to three for some reason no not at all yes um please don't part the <laughs> please don't part the shades of um our, how we record uh, the the <laughs> please don't spill the tea on madison's liquids yeah the tea on madison's liquids or the way we record our episodes in uh weird orders anyway so listeners this is the hit new bit where Mike has to guess what I'm drinking for the recording this episode, and uh, they get one lifeline, and they can phone a friend if they'd like. Mike, without any without any context at all, do you have any beginning questions? So here's the thing: I get how many questions? All joking aside, twenty. Is it cold? No, but it could be. Is it alcoholic? No. Is this something most normally drunk in the morning? No. Not, not right. Like, I'm going to give you like a half season on that. It could be drunk at any point of the day. Is it urine? It is not urine. Does it come from an animal? It does not come from an animal. Does it come from a plant? Part of it does. Is it tea? It is not tea. I'm going to give it, I'm going to make it 10 questions. So you got three left. This is taking forever. 
You can phone a friend if you'd like. Yeah, give me a minute here. And I'll give you an extra, you and the friend, an extra hint. Brittany, hello. Okay, so Madison and I are recording uh, an episode of Equalizers, and Madison has a new (laughs) game uh, where I have to guess what they're drinking, and I get a phone a friend. Here's what I know so far. I only have three questions left. It is warm. It's not urine. Part of it comes from a plant, and it's not something that is normally drunk in the morning, but it can be. It's also non-alcoholic. Brittany, can you hear me? Can we ask about the mouthfeel? Brittany can't hear you. Okay. Oh, yeah, I can only hear Mike. Got it. Okay, so I'm going to turn my camera off for a second, and I'm going to get it close to the um, okay. Get it close to the microphone for a sound, and it is... Ooh, it's got a crisp pop. It's in a can. Mm. You know, I want to say ginger ale, but the thought of someone heating up ginger ale makes me a little angry. That's, that's a good point. Madison, it is warm, correct? It is room temperature. It's room temperature. Does that make you more mad or less mad? <laughs> uh, it doesn't make me mad. We've all had to do things we didn't want to do. Drink okay. room temperature ginger ale. Is it ginger ale? It is not ginger ale. It's not ginger ale. <sighs> well, why are you wasting my time? That's a good point. I've, I've kind of been asking that same question for most of this bit. <laughs> do you both give up? Do we give up or do... Uh, Madison said we get a hint. Or was that the, the crack of the, the can? The, the crack of the can was the hint. Oh, wait. Is it V8? You're asking, is it V8? It is not V8. Okay, one more guess. Um, all right, Brittany, thank you. I'm going to try and guess this. I got one more guess, but you've been very helpful. Okay, I haven't, but good luck out there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Brittany. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. Is it uh, Sprite? No, it is not. Close, though. It is Peach Pear LaCroix. I hate this game. Peach Pear LaCroix. If you got LaCroix, I would have gave it to you. Um, All right. I almost guessed LaCroix at one point, to be honest. It's easy to say that now. (laughs) Um. I hate this bit so much. (laughs) Okay. Let me get a timer going. We are on the clock. We have 15 minutes. Uh, So I have a couple ideas written down. The first one is that the villain played by Jeremy Irons says about how that they've been keeping this, their hold on humanity through religion, politics, and consumerism. And then I just wrote underneath that Fortnite question mark. Um, uh, an idea that will never work because this is a sequel is Muppets Assassin's Creed. Oh, man. I have written down Abstergo theme park, something to do with um, VR, uh, something maybe with that. Um, maybe they have a clone of Cal. Which is the Michael Fassbender character. Uh, maybe he takes an apprentice is another idea I have written down. This is the dumbest one I have. I just wrote down the assassin clap. Like we could come up with a very cool dance in this movie. Like the like go ninja, go ninja, go kind of thing. Or like a Harlem shake. We could just create a new uh, dance. Um, I did also <laughs> write down the subtitle of all of the games previously. Revelations. Yeah, I have Black Flag, Freedom Cry, Brotherhood, Revelations, Rogue, Unity, Syndicate, Origins, Odyssey, Bloodlines, Discovery, Liberation, Identity, China, India, Russia. My thinking would be we could just take like Black Flag if we went with that. We could just do Pirates. We don't have to follow the Black Flag story. Yeah, I like the idea in the video games they start using the animus again to find out information for good instead of bad, like in the first Assassin's Creed game. And like basically Kristen Bell and 
Christian Bell's character, um, and uh, Stephen Merchant, uh, character are on the good side at the end of the first one, and they are helping Desmond track down information mm. to find the apple. I like the idea of the assassins needing to use the animus again, uh, for some reason, and still keep that in line. So whatever we do, I think we need mm-hmm. to work that out somehow. But I think we have to decide what time period we want to go back to. Do we want to do like pirates? I don't know what like that time period is with Black Flag. Eighteen hundreds or so. I'm pretty sure. It depends. There's a few like ages of pirate, like golden ages of piracy. But so yeah, it's like seven. I think like sixteen hundreds to eighteen hundreds somewhere in there. I kind of had an idea that I thought might be interesting. It could be a sort of. Not Jurassic Park, but I have Obstergo theme park written down. Like, maybe they turn this idea with the Animus into a theme park, and that can break bad somehow. Um, So people go in, and they, like, get to relive the past or whatever. Yeah, but they're collecting information, and they're basically, like... Yeah, and I'm not sure how that breaks bad. Like, obviously, maybe Cal and his friends have to infiltrate the park, pretend to be guests. It's maybe kind of like a heist movie, or like a Mission Impossible type thing at that point. Abstergo is using the Animus technology on a massive scale, where they're able to go into people's memories and obtain information about something or another just maybe it's just like data collecting right it's just like in case we need to like reference this time of period we have this person's ancestors in our Mm -hmm. in our database right yeah it's a much it's a much wider sift like before they were obviously doing research and like ancestry and genealogies to find the right people this is like let's just get people in hook them up see what happens and we'll find useful stuff like It'll, it'll, it's a way easier and more lucrative way it pays for itself because it's like a theme park. People pay to come in to undergo this, basically. So they're making money on top of getting what they want. Yeah, what if it's like um they hook them into these like theme park uh, an- animus amusement rides while they're digging into the people's memories while they're on the ride? There's like a, a mask of like some actual like thing that doesn't seem like that it's like actually like oh it's like a roller coaster it's like a vr roller coaster or something like that and like but they're really digging into people's minds and it can also be like recording so like you basically get to be in like what um what cal was doing in the first movie it could be like we actually recorded that and so now you can like basically the ultimate vr experience of like you get to live that cool thing you're not like in control necessarily but you're still like you feels like you're like you're moving you're running around everything um, but they're still mining people for information. Like the the participants just don't know that they're using it for, like they think more of it's like a, it's like a game or something. Exactly. Like it's it is a cool VR experience, and it's not reliving a past life where they're mining that like your experience to find ancient treasures or mm-hmm. weapons of mass destruction or whatever, like yeah. the Apple of Eden or whatever other space MacGuffin mm-hmm. that there is or mythology totem, whatever. Like. This is a way that they can do it more in the open, more lucrative, and they don't have to spend like eight years tracing one bloodline to find the last remaining ancestor. That person is walking voluntarily through their door and saying, yeah, here's basically a look at my entire genealogy. What if like Abstergo so tapped into the entire world where they like are controlling, maybe we see a scene at the beginning of like a 
a kid scrolling through like Facebook or something or looking at an ad outside and then like the ad for the theme park comes up and um, they're like basically controlling, they're using mm-hmm. advertisements to get like people involved to get to the park basically. And maybe they're using targeted ads towards certain genealogies during certain times. Cause like, Oh, we need to look into like the 1800s right now. So we need to get people that were who had families uh, in in the country at this point or something like that. Let's. I'm definitely down for that. We have about seven minutes left. Let's figure out how Cal and the Assassins factor in, and maybe how we want this to kind of end, and then we can. Fl- That's a cool idea, and I do want to work on that. With our remaining seven minutes, we should maybe go ahead and get the the frame in place before we dig into the the cool details like that. So how do Cal and the Assassins, obviously, because I feel like the title seems to me that leaps out is uh, Assassin's Creed colon Abstergo Land. We can come up with a better, like maybe the park has a different name itself, but that seems like a kind of a cool, I mean, that or Assassin's Creed Disney World. But um, obviously they know that they've built this park. How do they become involved and why are they showing, like, beyond the fact that they're enemies, what is like the reason this has to stop right now? Is it another MacGuffin quest? Are they close to finding something? Is it just a, this is an information source that we need to deprive them of? Like what's the, what's the plan for the assassins? I think there's a certain time period that they are honing in on and Mm -hmm. a certain genealogy um, that they're trying to hone in on. And I, I imagine that they're targeting a, a certain demographic and when they're looking at people's like memories, they're like monitoring them in like a big like computer room or something like they have like a th- thousand employees monitoring everyone in the parks like memories to see if it, they mm-hmm. see anything about this certain item. I don't think it's the Apple anymore. I think it's got to be something mm-hmm. else. It's got to be like a. Well, like my thinking then would be that they are putting out like. Because it's with the Animus, they can have the rides be any period of time. So it's like, guess what? This month we're doing this time period, and that tips off the Assassins. Like, oh shit, okay, this is what they're probably looking for. So like Black Flag, it'd be like, oh, the golden age of piracy. It's like, oh shit, okay, we know from our the history of our war with the, the Knights Templar, right? About this time, this is the thing that went missing then, or that we were fighting over, and that they were looking for. So they're they're obviously looking for this now. And that's kind of, now they know, like, okay. We got to get in there and figure it out what, where it is also so we can get there first. What if they're looking for like um, like Blackbeard and just to like tie it to a certain like if we're going to go with the pirate thing mm-hmm. like Blackbeard who always had a ring on that made him uh, like mm. um, like I imagine maybe it's like just like a like a jet gem like a black gem ring that mm-hmm. gave him the power over the ocean or just like <laughs> Maybe to hunt treasure, right? Or something like that. Like, or like. Right. I mean, typically the things they're looking for have much more like. Like, the Apple of Eden had like basically the blueprint for free will mm-hmm. on it so that they could control everyone. I feel like it needs to have more information. Like, maybe this is a map to where, like, the Garden of Eden or something like that. The ring has a map in it somehow or is a map to the Garden of Eden. Got it. It's a much bigger thing than just like I'm not opposed to like a ring that controls the ocean. That's much more Shaolin yeah, showdown yeah. and less like epic shadow war that spans the entirety of human civilization. Yeah, like what if it's a, it's a more of a navigation of just like it leads the way to the Garden of Eden. Yeah, I think that's good. We're rumored there are yeah. other relics there. 
Oh yeah, like the Garden of Eden would be like where the first people, whatever, who had the egg and all that, like those ancient beings like lived. That was, we've mixed it, you know, in religion and all that stuff. Really, that was where they lived and presumably sent out for the first people into the world from there. So this is like, this is their home base. They're yeah. going to have so much of their stuff there that like we can take over the world. So how do we, how do we stop them? Is it just a disable the park or is it get in there first, get the information, find the ring before they do? I think it's get the information, find the ring before they do. Uh, maybe um, okay. Cal, he has an ancestor from back then, but they aren't an assassin. Maybe they're just like somebody. Right. Like, like, uh, I'm fine with, I think that's cool because also this, the idea that struck me was Obscuro could use this as like primary sources. It doesn't matter if the people involved were assassins, if they were there during a fight, they might've seen where he went or something like that. Like it may be the relative of somebody who helped an assassin. So they might have some information. It's not specifically hunting for assassin descendants. It's just anyone who was around who might have seen or heard something. What if um they were a child or something like 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 the only ancestor was something like that and that he's like a the daughter of one of like the um the shipmates of Blackbeard or something like that and they lived on the ship or something like that or like maybe he was a girl in one of the towns that was like raided by Blackbeard and he has to sneak onto the ship to stow away um, to get the ring and find out where it went. I like the idea that we do that. We have Fassbender there. I think we have Fassbender being an adult. I think there's a kid they meet in the park that they take under their wing or something who is like the cabin boy or of Blackbeard who was privy to all this information. Fassbender was not. So he goes in with the kid to help acclimate them to the animus and like help them kind of keep on track. Fassbender knows what's up. With this, this is like the, I'm going to guide you through the process so you can find the information for us. That way, then we keep Fassbender in the movie, but we can branch out and have introduce like a new character. And it's not just Michael Fassbender going to the past to find more information on another treasure. Like he's more in like the guiding role. And then also he can play cat and mouse yeah, with yeah. Marilyn Cotillard's character okay. as well. I like that. I like the idea of like her evolution of finding the apple and other relics is just like, like screw this, like secure facility like anything we're this is going too slow we need let's just download all the information because she, she doesn't really give a shit about like mm -hmm. traditions or anything like that she's more about just like the science right they also wanted to shut the program down in the first movie because they were pumping so much money into it and they weren't really getting answers and so now it's like fine we'll make our own money like don't shut us down give us like this one lump sum to build a park and then we'll be self-sustaining yeah and we'll also be getting way more information faster so it's like oh yeah we're gonna exactly so our time is our 15 minutes is up so if we want we can dig in now because i think we do have we didn't really decide on an ending yeah. but i think we can kind of find our way to that as we just talk briefly about some yeah. details here and there and i stuff. think like as far as like the beginning of the movie like i think the assassins are always like observing abstergo and like they're goings on and they have like a they know about this big thing that they're unveiling and it is this mm -hmm. park, this VR park or whatever they're calling it. And that's how they kind of figure it out. Maybe they don't know it's Abstergo at first, but then they like track like some sort of shipment that leads to the park. I would argue maybe the park needs to have been in existence for a while. Like people need to know about it because it's like it's very popular. 
It's just that now they're announcing like, hey, we're doing the golden age of piracy. Like, come and see the new like exhibit or whatever. And that's where they're like, okay, now we, we have an idea what they're after. And like for some reason, they haven't been able to yeah. infiltrate the park. Facial recognition, I don't know. Like, but they haven't really been able to get in to shut right. it down. Or, but now it's like, okay, shit, it doesn't matter. Like, suicide mission if we have to because we have to stop. They can't get in without revealing themselves or something. Like, they're just like, yeah, super technology. Or I mean, ultimately. We could have it where they have been going the slower route with genealogy, but they have found the mm-hmm. the, the descendant of Blackbeard's cabin boy slash girl, and they enlist her help to infiltrate the park. I don't know how Fassbender gets in also, but they don't know who she is, so she could go in. Maybe he, like, disguises him something, like, or, like... An interesting idea would be if they also have their own animus, or two of them, so they're not even going into the park, but in the past... They're running into people who are at the park and are Abstergo agents. So it's now in the past they're fighting. They're not fighting in the present. They're like at two separate locations doing the thing. But it's like they're wrecking. Like I, what if there's like I remember in the games, if you kill random people or like you do things that aren't like in in line with history, like it like Mm -hmm. ruins everything, right? So you get unsynced basically. I was playing Assassin's Creed 3 and I jumped out of a bush to kill a guard and it desynced because that guard was George Washington. <laughs> like I jumped out like I was just in a bush and there was a guy that walked by talking and I stepped out and stabbed him and it desynced and went, you have killed George Washington. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? That's funny. Yeah, I think that would be interesting of just like, oh, like maybe they have to be very careful. And when they go back and it's like, oh, all the guards are people that are essential to history or something like that and like it's like oh you can't kill them Mm -hmm. like that's how abstergo gets around the assassins animus is like oh we're just choosing people who didn't die for a long time so they're going to get kicked out of the animus if they try to kill these people and also i think we can kind of tweak that because we do need to have some fights where it's like okay this exact moment nobody who matters in time is looking so we can fight as long as we don't kill each other so it's only to incapacitate, which the assassins, obviously, now they can't kill anybody. But at least then it's like, okay, Blackbeard went into his cabin. At this point, what happens in the next 45 minutes doesn't matter to history. Yeah. Now we can fight as long as we don't kill each other. And that way then we, But also there are going to be times where it's like, God, I really want to fight you because I know you're the enemy. But we can't because Blackbeard's right yeah. there. Well, it's like if, if they're on a ship, they could just kick him into the water or something or like kick him into like a lifeboat but that's the other thing they can't do that it's legitimately just like i need to incapacitate you for like 45 minutes while i try to do my work i can't throw you overboard because historically you don't get thrown overboard we have to all stay on this ship while fighting and incapacitating each other so that we can do our work unobstructed but we can't actually get rid of the problem we all have to continue to stay on the same ship together unless we desync on purpose i think that's good yeah which I think would be really interesting because it adds attention to the fights of like, I can't just yeah. get rid of the problem. Yeah. Like they can't just kill the person because it would kick all of them out of the animus and they still need to do their their work to get the ring. So moving on from that, like, I think that's like a lot of the tension of the movie and like of just like the assassins working around the schedule of, of Blackbeard and trying to just follow him mm-hmm. as much as possible um, in reporting back to like the cabin boy about like what he's doing what do we think goes on from there maybe because they know the history of everyone that they're looking into the memories to maybe they know that that person dies during this venture 
and so they have a time limit too. So it's oh. like, oh, like what the ancestor, the the cabin boy's ancestor. Yeah, yeah. So they have like a time limit. I guess it could be like a, a uncle of, after a fashion, because if that person dies as a child in the past, how do they have an ancestor or a descendant rather? What I was thinking is maybe not so much the cabin boy, but Fassbender and his peoples, and the, like, oh, like, like, I so see. they have a time limit. Eventually, they're going to die in like a ship battle or something, and they have to find out where. Mm-hmm. That's one reason they need the cabin boy. Yeah. Because Fassbender's ancestor dies, like this is the voyage in which the ring was hidden or lost, and they don't know where it is. And so Fassbender's ancestor died before it was hidden or lost. So they need the second person who was survived that encounter Mm -hmm. to do it. And then that gives us a sort of death of the mentor area where now she's on her own. Like Fassbender's alive in the real world, but he can't come back past that battle. I like that. I like that. That's really good. Let's let's go ahead and jump to. We've got pretty much everything figured out, other than digging into the minutia of mm-hmm. scene to scene. Fassbender has died mm-hmm. in the past. His ancestor is dead. It's now the cabin girl. And what happens? I think the cabin girl needs to escape and survive, right? Because they live on, but Blackbeard doesn't. Right. Is the ring hidden or lost? I think it's lost. I think it's lost on the ship that goes down. That's where they need to find the location of like the ring. So it's going to be. What if they think the ship wrecked and that's the problem is because with like tide and everything, it the ship may have ended up like sinking and then drifting a little while. Like they don't know. They need to know where it went down so they can like figure that out mathematically. What actually happened was they like pulled up on an island and buried Blackbeard there with the Got ring it. and then sunk the ship. To hide the fact that that he died, like that he has a physical resting place that has not moved. And then just lied and said that the ship, like that maybe the cabin girl was the only survivor. And that gives Abstergo a time limit as well. The cabin girl is the only survivor, the only person who would actually know empirically where Blackbeard is buried. And so they need to get that information. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I just just did a Google search. Blackbeard died in North Carolina, but maybe it was a cover-up. Yeah, she like basically went back and like hired an actor to pretend to be Blackbeard and like die. Yeah, maybe he's a Knights Templar and like so he's like a rival agent or something. And like the Templar raised it up, like mm. the Templar are the ones who covered it up. I mean, we could also make up a pirate at that point. What was the name of the one from Black Flag? We'll just use that guy's name. I'm gonna guess Edward Kenway. Edward Kenway, you're right. So Edward Kenway has the ring and. He's an assassin, and because that is, he was like kind of an assassin in the in the game as well. Like he, basically, an assassin died by him, and he took like the robes and the knife and everything, and he wasn't technically in it. But actually, at the end of the movie, there's a bit where Michael Fassbender, I don't know, becomes the Animus or something, and he sees like all of these, and it's all of the assassins from the games, like force ghosts basically yeah. around him, and one of them is the pirate. So that kind of tracks in the game. Yeah. I don't know if they're all his ancestors, but they're just all there. Like, So he was an assassin, and he died. If she didn't take over, maybe. I don't think he wanted He like was like, no, you're, I'm not putting you into this war. Like, I'm not going to make you an assassin, blah, 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 blah. Just bury me and, mm-hmm. and then never works. tell anybody where I was buried. What's the Templar part? Are they like tracking them down? Are they fighting? Or like, are, they're obviously working against them, so they're trying to... You mean like in the real world? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's they're looking for the base. Uh, they're trying to stop them slash get her. Got it. So that they can find the information that they need. They're working to track them down. 
Yeah. I'm not sure how necessarily. Maybe like the Animus gives off a certain kind of energy. They could search the city for they it. They hack and do it. Um, um. <laughs> and so that gives the other assassins kind of something to do, like protecting the base and like going out and like killing Abstergo agents that are getting too close. Yeah. Or trying to like cause distractions over here so they think that actually our base is over there, not over here. Like there's a really cool um like thing that they do in the games. Like that you I don't think you ever see it happen. You just kinda hear it um from like the audio, but they um hook mm-hmm. Desmond up to a animus in a in a van. Like so what if there was like a cool <laughs> chase scene of like, oh we need to go right now, we need to load them into the van and then like as like Desmond mm-hmm. and that other and his apprentice are hooked up, like they're in a cool chase scene between like the Templars and them. Ooh, they're in two separate vans because the Animus is too big. Well, and also we're gonna get rid of the giant Doctor Octopus arm Animus, right? Like what? What the hell okay. is that? Because that was yeah. stupid. I get it. They wanted visually if that to show Fastbender, he, that way he could be doing moves, and it wasn't just him laying on a table. Yeah. Like I get it it was stupid like there had to have been a better way there's so much of the story and this is probably why i don't like the the movie so much there's so much of the story in the present day mm-hmm. and not the past and i just like like it's like what i'm not interested in at all like i'm not like that like i'm in all the assassin's yeah. creed games i'm more interested in the story that is in the animus than the overarching story because it's kind of like at times interesting but not like consistently um but yeah, that's my 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 return of the video game rant. So I know I'm with you on that. But also, it'd be interesting then because they have to be in two vans based on how big the animuses are, and they can't mm-hmm. get too far apart, or else like because there's two of them in the past. I know that way. Then also, it's a chasey, but the cars can't get separated. Yeah, like they have to stay together. That adds an extra element to the car that chase works. that I think would be fun. I like that, and I think that's enough because I mean the real world story is like you said isn't interesting i think we've covered it enough it's just some scenes of well i lost them and oh i think i convinced them to search over there like they're moving their search party over to that area of town or whatever like it's legitimately just a we're putting this scene in here so that none of you none of the nerds at us about well why didn't they find them based on hacking or whatever i think like at the end a fun thing is like it kind of becomes a if we want to do like oh they know where the ring is they're all racing to that island that is at these coordinates like both teams know and maybe there's Mm -hmm. like a battle on the beach and between like the apprentice um fastbender and the templars and and Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe Fassbender falls and like the apprentice carries on the the creed. I have an idea that I think is really fun and it works with the idea of pirates. We see her mm-hmm. bury Blackbeard, but we don't actually see the ring. The apprentice mm-hmm. stole the ring, and we have like Blackbeard at, at times or Kenway in this case since we changed it, teaching her kind of like never leave treasure buried because like in reality pirates didn't bury treasure they basically spent it as fast as they could because they didn't know if they were going to survive the next voyage so they spent it on women and yeah. wine and good cheer like as fast as they could so the idea of like kenway she's like maybe the the cabin boys like oh bury treasure he's like no never bury treasure and so the the they the cabin boy stole it, or the cabin girl and so we get a scene there at the end where abstergo gets to the grave first and they're like yes we did it we're here we're finally gonna get they open it and there is no ring in there and then we cut to the assassins who have gone wherever yeah. the cabin person like maybe they died with the ring in their possession and they go to they're like at a totally different grave across the world 
That works. I like that. And that goes with the pirates of like we I stole the treasure right at the last second from the burial place or whatever. Like, yeah, I I like that. I think that's I think that's a good ending. It's kind of like a it's like a a, a good twist at the end. Two questions now that we're pretty much done. Then one, what's the cabin girl's name like the, in real life? And then we can come up with the one in the past as well. It doesn't really matter. I was looking uh like f- female pirates. Oh, is she gonna be grow up to be a famous pirate then? Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be fine. I mean, there's Anne Bonnie. Another one who I'm forgetting all of a sudden. Elizabeth Swan. Anne Bonnie is it looks like a good one. Yeah, I'm fine with Anne Bonnie. We can also make up a person like We could call her Anne and they'd be Yeah, we'll just say Anne and then we can let it leave it at that and let people draw their own mm-hmm. conclusions. We don't like empirically say yes or Got no. It. Maybe at one point she's like, Maybe I'll go get my own crew. And yeah. then it's like, Oh, okay. Who do we cast in this role? Kira Knightley? I mean, I thought we wanted somebody younger. How old are we looking for? I think like 20s. I have a pitch okay. then. Have you seen um, the modern Jumanji films? Um, I'm aware of them. One of the actresses who plays the younger versions, because in that one, they go into the game and become their avatars. Uh, her name is Morgan Turner. She plays Martha. Specifically, go to her IMDb page, because her IMDb picture fucking rules. Oh, yeah. I think that's good. I think actually looking at, like, if you look up the Anne Bonnie picture, it's like a painting, but I think it kind of matches pretty well. So, yeah, I'd say that. Let's go with that. Yeah. She's really good. Like, the kids in that movie are really good. So, all right. Uh, so, does Fassbender die in real life? I think it'd be a good, like, it's kind of like. Let me rephrase that. Does Fassbender die in yeah, the movie's does, does real cow, life? Does not cow die? Does Fassbender die in real life ever? Uh, I, I like that because as far as like the apprentice story, the master, I think it kind of fits pretty well. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I'm not, I, I don't know. I never really thought of this as like an apprentice story. I think he was more of like a bodyguard. And I mean, he kind of tr- taught her some stuff. And maybe it's, I think at the end she becomes an assassin. I think that's cool. That's fine. Um, I just don't know if it was as openly master and apprentice. Like he's not training her to be an yeah. assassin. Uh, they need her for a job. Yeah. I just think it's like I suggested just because I don't know where Cal's story is going from here. Like he didn't have like 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 what what else is there for him to do? He didn't have a story in the first one. Personally, I like the mirrored image of like in real life. There's kind of a master and apprentice thing. And in, in the animus, there's a master and apprentice thing. Sort of like these two people's like fates were kind of interlocked. But I'm not I'm not going to die on the hill hmm. of it. But like I, I just think like I'm not either. Then he dies. He's dead. Who plays Edward Kenway? I have a, an idea. And I think it's who they base the character off of, just looking at him. Charlie Hunnam. Is he the son in Sons of Anarchy? That's not a joke. I think so. <laughs> also search Charlie Hunnam beard. Yeah. I, I Yeah. It's the same guy I was thinking of. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I think we kind of did it. Like, maybe some holes there. Oh, no. Not a sequel to Assassin's Creed with some holes in it? So unlike the original. Oh, what do we call it? Hmm. I mean, Black Flag. I like I like Black Flag. I called it Abstergo uh, Land at first, but since we kind of leaned away from the theme park being the setting, I think it makes more sense to call it Black Flag. I st- I think we stick with the theme park aspect, and maybe some of the assassin missions are they actually attack the park to put Abstergo on the defensive. But I just I don't think we need to put it in the title since it's not as prevalent in the plot as. Yeah. But I think Assassin's Creed Black Flag works. It gets people, it draws on the name brand. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah. All right. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. There we go. If we did it, 
then that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Podbean, um, uh, um, a in the bottom of your utensil drawer we're under the utensil holder in the utensil drawer we'll be there um our whole uh there's going to be a tiny um code under there um and that code you can go onto a website and enter it into amazon and it'll play one of our episodes as always you can get in contact with us on facebook and twitter at the equalizers gmail is equalizers at gmail.com our instagram is the underscore equalizers next time you can't catch what you can't see as we bring you sonic the hedgehog so for the equalizers i'm madison jones i'm mike Knoll. i think they were called chili dogs to be continued 